give this a ye old college try? Yes. Okay. It's going to be interesting because I don't know jack shit about oh. science. Like, I know, I know. I'm about to blow your mind. I know a mild amount, but I'm not going to lie. Scientology scares the ever loving shit out of me, so. It should. Anyway. It should. <laughs> you still over there breaking stuff? I kicked the trash can under my desk. <laughs> anyway. Welcome to Dying to Know. My name is Jimmy. I'm here with my wife, Lindsay. Hello. And uh, if you didn't catch on, we are uh, talking Scientology today. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um so if we disappear, you know who did it, who done it. Uh because it was Tom Cruise. Uh yeah, there's some there's some shady shit involved <laughs> in all this and it's gonna blow your mind. Like I didn't I knew the level of shadiness, um thanks to South Park. Because uh and I'll get it. I'll just explain that for a second, then we'll dive into this bitch, because this shit's going to take a minute. Okay. Uh, so there's a South Park, a bunch of episodes that deal with Scientology. One in particular, like, shit's all over it. And I love it, because on the screen, like, big bold letters pop up, like, this is what Scientologists actually believe, mm-hmm. and I love it. Um, but the guy that played Chef was actually a, a Scientologist. A Scientologist, right? Yeah. And... Uh, he was fine through the first couple seasons on them shitting on every religion, but the second they targeted Scientology, he got super upset about it. So he quit the show. Mm-hmm. And in revenge, the creators <clears throat> uh, had him die a Horrible super death. brutal death. Yeah. So, um, and there's some really cool. So I might reference some stuff or like say some stuff talking about like South Park. Okay. It's because if you're really interested in this and really like want to see a visual representation representation we might actually post it the clip on youtube on facebook and everything like that but it okay. basically is uh the creators of south park just shitting all over this and i'm gonna use quotes because this is a very loose saying all over this religion um because we're gonna start off i am straight for, on for legal reasons <laughs> Yes. So we're starting off uh, with what Scientology is, according to Scientologists. So this is straight off of... So is there a separate definition for like what we consider Scientology? I am reading straight off, off of Scientology's website, Scientology.org, what is Scientology. Okay. So this is what they claim Scientology is. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do how this episode's going to work. We're going to cover what they think it is. Uh, then we're going to do the history of the creation of it, the history of the church, mm-hmm. their beliefs, which fucking doozy when you get to the beliefs. And then we're going to get into a lot of the controversies because, okay, damn, <laughs> like that's all I'm going to say. Um, okay. So according to Scientology, Scientology.org, and this is straight up. I'm reading this verbatim and I'll let you know when it's okay. the, the end of it. Oh, so, so you're actually on Scientology.org? Oh, that's why I was saying I'm going to end up on some fucking mailing list. We're going to start getting Scientology books. Okay. Uh, so, developed by L. Ron Hubbard, Scientology is a religion that offers a precise path leading to a complete and certain understanding of one's true spiritual nature and one's relationship to self, family, groups, mankind, all life forms, the material universe, the spiritual universe, and the supreme being. That's a lot. Yeah. The supreme being. That's what they call their version of God. God. 
Um, there's a lot. Let's just... Sounds like a Star Wars villain, though. Yes. The Supreme Being. Um, well, I mean, shit. The Supreme Leader was... Yeah, the, literally. You know? <laughs> um, so that wasn't the end. Scientology addresses the spirit, not the body or mind, and believes that man is far more than a product of his environment or genes. Up to this point, I, you know, I, whatever. Reli- okay. Like, I have yeah. my own issues with re- organized religion, but, like, you know, up to this point, it seems like they're just promoting people being essentially better people. Yeah. Um, so keep going. Scientology composes a comprises a body of knowledge which extends from certain fundamental truths. This is where it starts getting a little wonky. Okay. Prime among these is man is a, an immortal spiritual being. Okay. Man, like humans, like humans are immortal spiritual beings. Um, which if are you go we identifying with, if, the soul here basically yes it's that's basically what they're saying is that, that like the, even the, once our bodies die the soul you as a gone. human is not your body it's your soul okay um his ex- his experience they're talking about humanity his experience extends well beyond a single lifetime okay so now we're dabbling into reincarnation uh, yeah his capabilities are unlimited even if not presently realized so they're basically saying we are like hindered in what we can and can't do by our own perception of reality. I feel like they should be using multiple pronouns here, though. I'm offended that they're <laughs> only just... using he, him. Yeah. Scientology <laughs> further holds man to be basically good and that his spiritual salvation depends upon himself, his fellows, and his attainment of brotherhood with the universe. Scientology is not a dogmatic religion in which one is accept- asked to accept anything on faith alone. On the contrary, one discovers for oneself that the principles of Scientology are true by applying its principles and observing or experiencing the results. The ultimate goal of Scientology is the true spiritual enlightenment and freedom for all. Overall, that description, I can see what draws people to it. I can too, yeah. Like, an I, I'm, I'm not I'm gonna not, lie. I pick up the crazy behind it, but 100 like I, compa- I can understand people that are looking for that kind of spiritual connection. I can understand why it would appeal. Yeah, and but like compare that, compare everything that was said to Christianity. Yeah. Or um, it's any, all about loving your fellow man. It's all about loving at, your at peace with the earth and yeah, and it's talking about like man is an immortal spiritual being. Like the idea, the idea is that you know, in like Christianity, when you die, you know, you can go to heaven, you can go to hell. So technically, you are immortal. So, like, yeah, this snapshot, I could fit it in with any other religion. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> so now that we know that, yeah. Okay. Let's go into where Scientology came from, and then we'll talk some beliefs, okay? Okay. Scientology was created by a man named L. Ron Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Oh, sorry. I You distract me. I know our dogs are being annoying. <laughs> Jess, go lay down, bud. Um, so Sorry, I'll... I didn't mean to distract no, you. I was trying fine. to do it without like I had no clue what the hell something. you were doing. I thought you were having a seizure or something. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk briefly about L. Ron Hubbard, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to do like a deep dive on his life. So L. Ron Hubbard was born in 1911. He was the only child of a U.S. US Navy officer 
and his wife. So he born into a military family, um, went to college, but dropped out. During World War II, he was actually commissioned as a lieutenant in the Naval Reserve. So despite being a college dropout, still commissioned in the military because at the time the rules were different, or still commissioned as an officer. On uh, in 1943, his sub chaser, he was it was a boat that literally went out to take out subs, mm-hmm. uh, left Portland that night. He ordered his crew to fire 35 depth charges and a number of gun rounds at what he believed were Japanese submarines. What are depth charges? So um, think of them. Basically, what it does is it's a bomb that goes over the side of the ship. And it goes down and it detonates at a certain depth. So it detonates underwater. Oh, okay. The idea okay. is if there's a submarine, it's not necessarily that the, that the it'll explosion, damage it. it's the, it's it's the, the shock wave essentially. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't have to be precise. It just has to be near. Mm-hmm. Um, so his, his ship sustained minor damage and three of his crew were injured. Having run out of depth charges and with the presence of a submarine still unconfirmed by other ships, they were ordered back to port. Okay. So basically, no one else saw or heard about a submarine. Yeah. Um, a Navy report concluded that there was no submarine in the area. Uh, although, years later, when Scientology starts becoming a thing, he will claim that he sank a Japanese submarine during World War II. So we're already seeing a little. We're already seeing a little bit of a delusion. Okay. Right. Uh. Next. A month later, he orders his crews to file on the Coronado Islands. Uh, he apparently didn't realize that the islands belonged to U.S. allied Mexico. Oh, Jesus. Nor that he had taken his vessel into Mexican territorial waters. He was reprimanded and l- removed from command uh, the following month. I mean, that's a pretty big fuck up, so that's understandable. Yep. They reassigned him to a naval facility in Monterey, California. Uh he became depressed and fell ill. He constantly reported stomach pains in April 1945, so two years later. And he spent the remainder of the war as a patient in a naval hospital in Oakland, California. Okay. According to his teachings, this is where a lot of his thought processes began is when he was sick. Um, 1947, he wrote a letter to the VA, the Veterans Administration, so handling all medical stuff for mm. veterans. Uh, formally requesting psychiatric treatment because he said he was unable to pour, pay for it himself. Okay. Uh, however, within a few years of this, Hubbard would condemn psychiatry as evil. And this would grow to be a major theme in Scientology. Of course. So this, so far, everything we talked about, this to me is where I instantly like turned on mm-hmm. this, right? Like like I said, that generic like description, I was like, okay, I can see why people like psychology the second you go into like psychiatry or psychology or i said psychology earlier scientology Scientology. but like anytime you're in a religion that like typically says like psychology psychology sociology psychiatry is evil usually a bad sign yeah um just because they don't want you like examining shit at a deeper Mm -hmm. level um so He's out of the military at this point. 1938, he reacted to a drug used in a dental procedure. Okay. So basically an allergic reaction. Yeah. Uh, according to his account, this triggered a near-death experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
allegedly inspired by this experience, Hubbard composed a manuscript, which was never published, uh, with the working titles of The One Command or Excalibur. Okay. Okay. The contents of Excalibur form the basis for his later publications. Uh, the theme would be visited in later works, like I said, uh, which we are getting to here pretty soon. I just don't want to jump too far ahead. <laughs> Sorry. You're okay. Fine. So in May 1950, he publishes a book called Dianetics, the Evolution of a Science. Okay. Okay. It's actually, uh, sorry, that wasn't the book. That was published in a pulp magazine by the name of Astounding Science Fiction. This motherfucker was a science fiction writer. Oh, Jesus. Turned prophet. Yeah. Like, that's what a lot of people don't know. He literally had a career of writing science fiction. And that becomes very fucking apparent here in a little bit yeah jen stop sorry our dog decided to bark randomly at a ups truck (laughs) um so dianetics becomes the basis of scientology sorry our dog keeps barking and she's gonna make me mad it's it's the just the UPS truck. truck. It's literally right outside the house. I know. So she heard like the back roll up and So Dianetics is his baby. This is what he publishes. This is like his his breakthrough. Okay. Okay. So what Dianetics is, is it's a way to look at life. It's like a guide for how to live life. It uses a counseling technique known as auditing, which will become important later. Uh, in which an auditor assists a subject in the conscious recall of traumatic events of an individual's individual's past. Kind of sounds like therapy. Yeah. Uh, It was originally intended to be a new type of psychotherapy, actually. Or kind of like like hypnotism. And originally was not expected to become the foundation for a new religion. Okay. Um, he He actually defined it as spiritual healing and an organized science of thought, which you could argue is, you know, fairly possible based on how it's described yeah uh basically this is when he starts making up words (laughs) right like uh he said the stated intent of dynex is to free individuals of the influence of past traumas by systematic exposure and the removal of engrams these events have left behind a process called clearing okay what he called engrams essentially are painful memories. Okay. He had an obsession with making up words. I'm mm-hmm. not even joking. Uh, basically, what's funny, though, is like scholars have gone back and looked at his early works, and they're like, there's not any originality in it. He's literally taking normal psychotherapy and kind of tweaking it here and there, adding in special words to make it sound unique. Oh, you that... mean like how cult leaders pull from other religions to make their own religion? Uh-huh. No. Who yep. would ever do that? Uh, so in a lot of, this is actually a quote from a uh, Rucker scholar. She said, uh, keeping with the typical 1950s distrust of emotion, 
L. Ron Hubbard promised that Dianetic treatment would release and erase psychosomatic ills and painful emotions, thereby leaving individuals with increased powers of rationality. Go ahead. I can wipe you clean of all of your personal traumas and or mental illnesses. Oh, that's, if you haven't caught on, everyone listening, if you haven't caught on, Lindsay, if you haven't caught on, I used religion in air quotes because this shit's straight up a cult. Uh, 100%. Oh, oh, wait. If you don't know much about this, it's going to blow <laughs> your mind. But wait, there's more. Yep. Shortly after the introduction of Dianetics, Hubbard introduced the concept of the Thetan. T-H-E-T-A-N, okay. or soul. It's another word for the soul. Which he claimed claimed to have discovered. Huh? You'll understand why he's claiming to discover the soul. Because the soul, while it it does have very similarities to what you would think of as a soul, there's a whole fucked up story about what he actually thinks a thetan is. Okay, I was going to say that he's got to have a better explanation because you can't say that you discovered something that already has a fucking name. Yep. Dianetics starts becoming more widespread. People start kind of reading into it. Okay. Uh, and he immediately began to organize and centralize the and call, consolidate the power under himself and that groups previously recruited uh, into Dianetics were no longer permitted to organize autonomously. It had to be done so with his approval. Yep. Okay. Okay. okay, full. Yep. We are. Culty being. Cults being cults. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dianetics, the modern science of mental health, was published and spent six months on the New York Times bestseller list. Oh, that's disturbing. Yep. According to religious study professor Paul Guthar, I'm guessing on that last <laughs> name. Dynex is the best-selling non-Christian religious book of the century because it is still listed as religious material. Of course. Uh, don't want. I don't need to, to apply any more of those details. I want that shit to go <laughs> too much. Uh, that being said, there was a lot of criticism. The Journal of American Medical Association uh, literally dismissed his book as quack medicine so literally like the legit people are like look this is not accurate yep they even straight up said the dianetics concept is unscientific and unworthy of discussion or review they wouldn't even fucking talk about it damn yep uh and meanwhile l ron hubbard is becoming has become a leader of a growing dianetics movement mm-hmm. right he started doing lectures Start, he founded, established the Hubbard Dianetic Research Foundation in New Jersey, where he trained his first Dianetics counselors, or what he called auditors, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so, during this time, some of the practitioners who have flocked to him do so because they report experience which they believe had occurred in past lives or previous incarnations. So there's going, oh, in my past life I had this or I did this or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but what this actually brought about was a crazy debate within the Dianetic community. Uh, whether reincarnation was something that fell in line with the beliefs as a group of whole, as a whole. Okay. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard took the reports of past life events seriously. And this is where he introduced to his followers the concept of the Thetan, 
Okay. An immortal uh, being, which is basically the soul, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this was probably, I don't want to say it was the only point, but this is like the linchpin of changing Dianetics into uh, a religion based sociology. Like, it already had a following, it already had like religious stats. The second they introduced the soul, the Thetan as a concept, yeah. that's where like the religion of Scientology basically is born. Yeah. Right? Um, well, yeah, because now you're dealing with literal, like, like beliefs. It's, yep. it's, and a lot of, uh, sociologists actually think this is the moment where he, uh, L. Ron Hubbard actually like emplaced himself as the head of the religion. Cause it's every religion has like, a central figure, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're, if it's like a lifestyle or a way to live, there could be offshoot groups. Yeah. You know, the way I like to confer, and I'm not by any means saying that they are th- the same, that they are the same, but the best way to think about it is he basically, by making a religion, he made himself the Pope. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. He, his word is a law because mm-hmm. he understands this stuff better than everyone else. Same year, 1951, Hubbard introduces and incorporates the electro-psychometer, the E-meter for short. For short, uh, Basically, what they said it was was... Please tell me it's not like shock therapy. No, 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 no. It's an electrodermal activity meter uh, to be used in auditing. Okay. Basically, the device is held by Scientologists and... Uh, and when they're doing their audits, and it's a way to, I shit you not, detect changes in a person's state of mind. It's bullshit. How? Yeah, how? <laughs> yep. Um, they just feel a tingle? Yep. <laughs> so, remember I said this was the shift, right? Up to this point, the purpose of Dianetics is the improvement of the individual. Uh, the individual or self being only one of eight dynamics, right? Okay. Um, when they switched to a religion, this is when it went widespread. This mm-hmm. is when you're you're outside of uh, just the individual. So in January 1951, and you'll love this one, <laughs> the New Jersey Board of Medical Examiner began proceeding against the Hubbard Dianetic Research Foundation for teaching medicine without a license. Nice. So they actually went out from like, hey, this isn't medical science. Like, you can't teach this. And it actually bankrupted the foundation. Good. They sank it. In December 1952, Hubbard Dianetic Foundation filed for bankruptcy, and Hubbard lost control of the Dianetic trademark and copyrights uh, to... I'm not a man named Don Purcell. I don't know why or how he lost it to them. Okay. Um, the only problem is them going bankrupt. This is where he officially rebanded it as a religion. Of course. Yep. So originally, much like Dianetics, Scientology was considered to he wanted it to be considered a science instead of a religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it was organized and to put this intense science into practice. But in the same year, he published a set of new teachings as Scientology, a religious prophecy. Okay. Okay. Uh, he basically goes on to to restate everything he stated in Dianetics, but he transformed it into spirit spiritual guidance and all this kind of stuff instead yeah. of you know. Okay. So. Spends the next couple of years working on this religion, attracting many of the same followers who followed him with Dianetics. He, in December 1953, he incorporates three churches, a Church of American Science, Church of Scientology, and Church of Spiritual Engineering, again in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, by 1954, so within months... Some of his followers set up the first local church of Scientology, the Church of Scientology of California. So within months, he has the headquarters in New Jersey and a location in California. Okay. Okay. Uh, Basically, this starts a chain reaction. The movement spreads like wildfire through the United States and to other English-speaking (laughs) countries. English speaking. English speaking countries around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and gains a foothold in Britain, Ireland, South Africa, and Australia. Okay. The second local church of Scientology to be set up after California was in Auckland, New Zealand. Damn. Okay. Now, this is pre internet. Yeah. So this shit is. And that's. It doesn't have a year for the New Zealand one. But it's it's quick. Okay. In 1955, uh, he establishes the Founding Church of Scientology in Washington, D.C. Basically, this Founding Church of Scientology in D.C. was going to be the parent church for Scientology. This Mm -hmm. is like the the mothership. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You'll understand why I use that fucking reference. Guess what? We combined two of my favorite things. Cults. And aliens. Aliens. And you'll find out why. Okay. So, the church immediately starts gaining a lot of traction, but also gains a lot of criticism, right? Mm -hmm. So, the FDA gets involved. It starts conducting an investigation um, into these e-meters that Scientology is using. Okay. Uh, They basically, the FDA is like, these are illegal medical devices. Because, I mean, they're not wrong, though. And they, because they accused that they made false medical claims. Yeah. Uh, the original suit by the FDA to condemn the literature and e-meters did not s- succeed. Uh, but the court ordered the church to label every meter with a disclaimer that it is a purely religious artifact. <laughs> and then they had to pay $20,000 for all the fees. Yeah, it's basically like... It's, it's like, they, they legit have zero medical claim, like, legitimate medical claim with these devices. Uh, some of the other criticisms come with the fact that as he was developing Scientology and as Scientology spread, he essentially changed a lot of rules in Scientology. So, like, he would change, teach one thing, and then as it spread, he realized he could get more people involved. Mm-hmm. He would almost contradict himself, and that 
like actually push people away from the church. Okay. If you're like, you know, you're saying this is a, a religious thing and it's this way, this way, this way. Mm-hmm. But now six months later, you're changing yeah. the rules. But anyway, um, in 1966, so over 10 years after the foundation of the church, he steps down as, uh, as the executive director of Scientology to do devote himself to research and writing. Okay. Um, the here we go. This is where shit starts getting cool. <laughs> uh, the following year, he formed the ship-based sea organization, uh, which operated three ships: the Diana, the Athena, and the flagship Apollo. Okay. One month after, he announced he had made a breakthrough discovery. The result of where the OT3 materials. It will get to the OT3 shit. Uh, purporting to provide a method for overcoming factors in inhibiting spiritual progress. So he's saying that there's shit out in the ocean that's preventing humanity from reaching spiritual enlightenment. These uh, materials were disseminated on the ships, then brought onto land where the Church of Scientology has essentially kept them this entire time. Okay. So by 1972, Hubbard is facing criminal charges in France. Okay. Um, I could, I, I'll be honest. I didn't look much into that, like why he was facing he was, criminal charges or why what? he was wanted in France. Uh huh. Um, I mean, I feel like it's not really hard to figure out why he was convicted of fraud in France. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, so he, because at the time he was living there. Uh, yeah. He returned to the United States and lived in Queens, New York. Okay. When faced with possible indictment in the United States, he went into hiding in 1979. He did his first appearance, or he hid in, his, in an apartment in Hemet, California, where his only contact with the outside world was via te, uh, 10 trusted messengers. He cut contact with everyone else at this point, even his wife. Like, homeboy... Straight went up. full send yep. on the crazy. By 1980, he went to even deeper cover in the company of his two most trusted messengers. Okay. In 1979, as a re- result of FBI raids during Snow White, um, Snow White was basically... I was going to say, you're going to have to explain that one, because I don't know what the fuck that is. So, it was a criminal conspiracy by the Church of Scientology. Basically... They were trying to get into government agencies to get rid of anything bad about Scientology. Scientology. Okay. Um, it's actually considered one of the largest like infiltrations of the United States government in history. They had 5,000 covert agents. Damn. Yeah. They were trying to get into uh, the databases in uh, over... 136 government agencies, foreign embassies, and consulates. Like, that's a lot. This shows how deep they have people. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. So basically because of that, uh, the FBI raids Scientology. Um, 11 senior people in the Scientology church are convicted of obstructing justice, burglary of government files, and theft of documents. Um, 
And then in 1986, L. Ron Hubbard dies at his ranch in Creston, California. Okay. At this point, David Miscavige emerges as the new head of the organization. He is still in charge to this day. Yeah. Okay. He's the one whose wife, like, disappeared, he's, right? And everyone's he, and like, oh, she did. He's creepy. Like, I'm, we're not going to really talk about him today. Okay. We might do another whole episode on him. Like a pseudo part two. Yeah. So, we're going to talk their beliefs. Okay. And we're already at a half hour. This is going to be a long fucking episode. So, anyway. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm like yeah. Get that my, ASMR going. Getting that, getting getting hyped up. <laughs> Scientology, their theological theological doctrine. According to them, Scientology does not preach or impose a particular idea of God on Scientologists. Rather, people are expected to discover the truth through their own observations as their awareness advances. That line, I could get behind. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. And then the quote here is that long one where, you, where it ends with uh, the supreme being that I yeah. mentioned earlier. Uh, funny enough, many Scientologists actually avoid using the words belief or faith. Okay. Um, okay. So Scientologists, Scientology presents two major divisions in the mind, right? They believe there's the reactive mind which records all pain and emotional trauma while the analytical mind is rational. It's your consciousness. It's what, you know, critical thinking versus emotional. Okay. Um, Okay. So the reactive mind is what stores everything that isn't readily available to the analytical mind. Mm -hmm. That's also where like bad memories, traumatic events, shit is is stored, right? They believe that as engrams, these painful memories, accumulate, people remove move further away from their true identity. Okay. Okay? To avoid this fate is Scientology's basic goal. So what they're saying is the idea is you're trying to remove all bad, like, engrams, which is funny all the because bad juju. they're basically trying to get people to remove emotion. Yeah. Right? Like, that's how I took it when I read this. I'm like, that's creepy as fuck. That it is. So, the analytical mind, on the opposite hand, is like a computer. Mm-hmm. Processes data. Um, they actually refer to the analytical mind as the perfect computer. Okay. Okay. So, the mind makes sense. Mm-hmm. Clear as mud at this point, right? Like, it's <laughs> stupid as fuck. Sorry, sorry if you if you're listening to this and you're a Scientologist. First of all, I don't know why you're listening to this right now. And second of all, like you fucking crazy, get out. Anyway, <laughs> Dianetic auditing, uh, we talked about. It's mm-hmm. a way to help Scientologists move towards the clear state. Uh, the clear state is essentially when a person becomes free of the influence of engrams. Okay. Okay. So the clear state is what they're trying to get to. That all those bad things debilitating you are gone. So you're broken. Yes. <laughs> uh, basically, their idea of this clear state is winning gradual freedom from the reactive mind's engrams and acquiring certainty of his or her reality as a thetan. Okay. This is where thetan starts meaning 
different than just than a just soul. More than just a soul. Okay. Right? Because now they're starting to talk like as a Thetan, as a actual being. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So, I'm going to skip some of this stuff because it's like super in the weeds. Um, okay, let's talk about what auditing actually is. Auditing is a one-on-one session with a Scientology counselor or auditor. Think of it like confessing in okay. church, right? Uh, however, much unlike confessing, the auditor, the person doing the session, records and stores all of it. Oh, good. So you admit all the bad shit you've ever done in your life, and then they hold it over your head. And not only that, they do not dissent forgiveness. They're there to under- to help a person discover and understand the principles of affinity, reality, and communication. What they call ARC. I mean, to be fair, with, like, confession with in, like, Catholicism... The priest isn't there to forgive you. That's obviously up to God. Yeah. He's just there to to listen and dispense, like, your... Uh... Your contrition? Yes. Is that the right word? There, I think there was another word I was looking for. But but essentially, yes. It's, it's your penance. That's the go. word. There you go. We're so religious. Mm. Okay, so most auditing requires an e-meter be present. We've already talked about them. Basically what the e-meter does uh-huh. is it measures minute changes in electrical resistance through the body when a person holds electrodes and a small current is passed through them. So it does kind of like shock you, but not, not like painful. It's just like... It's like those carnival... Like a, it's like, like those, a tingle. It's like those carnival things you have to hold on to for yep. this, like... So Scientology <laughs> teaches that these e-meters help locate spiritual difficulties. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, they how it works is like you grab the e-meter, it does a charge to you. They're like, okay, something's on your mind. You confess, mm-hmm. and then they're like, ah, yes, the the charge has been dissipated from your system because yeah. you've released that engram. Like that's literally how they they do this. Um. As a individual progresses up the bridge to total freedom, this bridge to total th- freedom thing is going to blow your fucking mind when I get to it because it is okay. insane. Um, so basically, this bridge to total freedom is what you move up as you progress through ten- Scientology, right? Yeah, I know that there's like so many levels of it. <laughs> oh, yes. The focus of auditing uh, moves from simple engrams, so like I did X, Y, and Z, to increasingly like complex and difficult emotions and like deep-rooted trauma okay right at the more advanced levels scientologists act as their own auditors more on that because that is fucking hilarious to me okay so like like you sit there with the with yourself and you go over stuff with yourself okay yep so Scientologists use an emotional classification called the tone scale. The tone scale is a tool used in auditing. Basically, Scientologists maintain that knowing a person's place on the scale makes it easier to predict his or her actions and assist them in bettering their condition. Um, it's a lot of this is just mumbo jumbo. 
Like, it's, I'll be honest. It's, I was going to say, it's throwing a lot of words around to basically confuse people and get them to just agree because they don't completely understand. Yep. Okay. Now let's move into the purification rundown. This is a controversial, heavily controversial detoxification program used in Scientology as an introductory service. It features high dose, a high dose dietary supplement, a high, features high dose dietary supplements and extended times in a sauna up to five hours a day for five weeks. The Church of Scientology claims it's the only effective way to deal with long-term effects of drug abuse or toxic exposure. They also have... Five hours a day? For five weeks. Yeah. You're just supposed to sweat out. I mean, granted, that is technically part of the point of a sauna is to, like, sweat out the toxins in your body, but, like... Bro. Yep. For maybe, like, an hour at the most. Yep. Uh, They also have another one called Narconon, which sounds like a straight-up something out of, like, Star Wars. Um, Or a drug. It's another, like... It sounds organization. Like a, it's it's essentially their rehab facilities. Like okay. they have their own thing for people, like to help people with substance abuse and addiction. But they just brainwash you into their fucking. That's so funny because it sounds like like the name itself sounds like. I think it's Narcan. Yes, it's which the is shit a drug. they inject you with when you have you overdosed. Yeah. Like. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm blowing through a lot of stuff here just because I wanted to point out certain things. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're getting to my favorite part soon. Okay. <laughs> the introspective rundown is a controversial Church of Scientology auditing process that is intended to handle a psychotic episode or complete mental breakdown. Basically, it causes it. They're trying to get people to look so deep in their self that it literally breaks them down. And the introspective rundown became under public heavy public scrutiny after the death of Lisa McPherson in 1995. She fucking died after they did this. Uh, after they did what? After she went through this program. She ended up having a pulmonary embolism. They actually uh, stated that she was a victim of... A pulmonary embolism is a blood clot in the brain, right? Uh, in the lungs. In the lungs. Yep. Okay. They actually ruled her death as a negligent homicide and charged the Church of Scientology with two felony charges for the abuse or neglect of a disabled adult and practicing medicine without a license. Damn. They were. She was under the care of one of their other organizations known as the Flag Service Organization, which is a nonprofit corporation. Uh, that is supposed to be like a spiritual headquarters. Okay. So they just they have a lot of shady shit. What did shit. they do to her? Uh, I can pull it up. Let's, you want more? Sorry, so, more. No, you're fine. Curiosity you're fine. You're fine. there. Uh, so let's see. I have it. I. I so they said. Sorry, guys. No, I, no, I had you're to fine. Ask. <laughs> Um, 
Cause of death as a okay, blah blah blah. Left pulmonary artery caused by bed rest and severe dehydration. So basically, they probably the strapped her to a bed. Yep. And the report also identified multiple bruises, an abrasion on the note, lesion, and insect bites that appeared consistent with that of a cockroach. Oh fuck! So they just had her in like filth. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna change tones a little bit here um i hinted at this earlier scientology is vehemently opposed to psychiatry and psychology um basically he before he died hubbard began criticizing psychiatry as barbaric and a corrupt profession right Mm -hmm. he said that psychologists and psychiatrists were responsible for a great many wrongs in the world saying that psychiatry has offered itself as a tool of political suppression um, he actually no shit blamed Hitler's rise to power on psychiatry. A direct quote from him: "The psychiatry that psychiatry spawned the ideal ideology which fired Hitler's mania, turned the Nazis into mass murderers, and created the Holocaust." He then also created, before his death the anti-psychiatry organization Citizens Commission on Human Rights, which operates psychiatry, an industry of death, an anti-psychiatry museum. What the hell? I will will say this. I love, you know it more than I do, I love psychology. That's why I studied in school. I I love it. Um, When they first started, they their big rallying cry was against electroshock therapy and lobotomies. Which now, looking back, those were barbaric. Like, they're terrible. However, now their current targets are uh, attacking painkillers, antidepressants, everything like like that. They're saying that that is a corrupt profession's way to essentially control the minds of control people. the minds of people. You ready for shit to get wonky though? Like I don't buy that bullshit, but I can understand like the conspiracy part of my brain is like I could, I could understand that. But then obviously the common sense part of me is like no, those are healthy mechanisms to deal with your mental illnesses yep okay so (laughs) here's where shit gets off the rails batshit insane Mm -hmm. and this is gonna be the part that you're gonna be just what okay so we've talked about the thetan Uh right scientology beliefs revolve around the immortal soul the thetan uh the religion teaches that the thetan is the true identity of a person intrinsically good omniscient uh, omnis omniscient omniscient thank you uh and a non-material core of a person capable of unlimited creativity i actually really like that definition to be honest um this is where it gets really weird though hubbard taught that the thetans themselves brought the material universe into being largely for their own pleasure The universe has no independent reality, but derives its apparent reality from the fact that Thetans agree it exists. 
Thetans fell from grace when they began to fully identify with their creation rather than their original state of spiritual purity. So what he's saying is like souls, the Thetans as a whole created reality as a playground and then we fell so in love with it we forgot what we originally were. That's literally. Okay. Eventually they lost the memory of their true nature along with the associated spiritual and creative powers. As a result, Thetans came to think of themselves as nothing but embodied beings. Thetans are reborn time and time again in new bodies through a process called assumption, which is fucking reincarnation. He just likes making up words. He does. Scientologists, uh, Scientology basically says, like, Scientologists um, kind of treat it as, like, a casual relationship between the experience of earlier incarnation and one present life. And with each rebirth, the effects of MEST, the MEST universe, uh, stands for matter energy space and time on the thetan become stronger so every time you're reborn you're reborn better is okay. essentially what they're saying yeah right? <laughs> the church of scientology holds that at the higher levels of initiation ot levels mystical teachings are imparted that may be harmful to unprepared readers these teachings are kept secret from members who have not yet reached these levels we know of them now because people who used to be in Scientology got out and spread the word. Okay. If you are an active Scientology member and you spread information about the church itself, the church will go after you and fine you and try to sue you for $100,000. Because when you sign up, they make you sign a bunch of shit. Yep. Okay. Okay. So you want to know why it's such a secret. The church says that the is secret... This, is this the reptilian shit? No. Okay. No, that's a different... Okay. Similar, but different. Uh, that's a completely different cuckoo, cuckoo, uh, bowl of cocoa puffs. <laughs> the church says that the secrecy is warranted to keep its materials use in context and prevent its members from being exposed to materials they are not yet prepared for. There are... These are the OT levels, the levels above clear whose contents are guarded within Scientology. The OT level's teaching includes accounts of various cosmic catastrophes that befell the Thetans. Hubbard described these early events collectively as space opera. You know, space opera. The genre that fucking Star Wars falls into. And you're going to see why him being a science fiction writer comes into play. Uh-huh. Okay. In the OT levels, Hubbard explains how the, to reverse the effects of past life trauma patterns that supposedly extend millions of years into the past. Among these advanced techniques is the story of Xenu, introduced as the tyrant ruler of the Galactic Confederacy. According to this story, 75 million years ago, Xenu brought billions of people to Earth in spacecraft, which he drew out that almost identically resemble... Uh, Douglas DC-8s, they're fucking giant planes. They are, like, they are they look like commercial planes. But also, so he's saying that they brought, like, the, thousands the, of humans. Thousands of people, meaning the Thetans. Oh, okay. Bil billions, right? He then stacked them around volcanoes and detonated hydrogen bomb in volcanoes. Then the Thetans then clustered together stuck to the bodies of the living, and continue to do so to this day. 
Scientologists at advanced levels place considerable emphasis on isolating body thetans and neutralizing their ill effects. Excerpts and description of OT materials were, were published online by former members in 1995 following the death of the lady I mentioned earlier. That's uh -huh. how we know this. Okay? Okay. This occurred after the teachings were submitted as evidence in cases involving Scientology, thus becoming a public uh, matter of public record. There are originally eight known OT levels, OT1 to OT8. Okay. Creative. The highest level is disclosed only at sea on the Scientology-owned cruise ship, Free Winds. They own a fucking cruise ship. It has been rumored that additional OT levels, said to be based off of material written by Hubbard, uh, will be released at an appropriate time in the future. You know, when they're done draining money out of people. Because of that's, a, never. that's a big factor of it, too. Is money plays a giant factor in all this. Mm -hmm. Hence the fucking cruise ship. Um, okay. So, the, we talked about the craziness of the, the space shit, right? Uh-huh. They have their, they have an ethics system within Scientology, right? It affects, it regulates member behavior. It basically says what they can and can't do. Okay. Um, this is why, uh, what's her name? Um, Leah, is it Leah Remy? Leah Remini. Remini. When her documentary came out, yeah, this is what they focused on is, and this is what Scientology has become known for is how they control their members. Yeah, they literally have them under thumb, and the idea is like, if you come out against us, we, we will have ruin these tapes where you've confessed all this confessed stuff. We will ruin you. And, yeah, like that's that's literally um, what the yeah. issue is. Now, here's the other thing: if a Scientologist communicates with a what they consider a suppressive person, like the person who is um, basically, they said that Hubbard claimed, sorry, I'm going to restart this thought. Hubbard claimed that 20% of the population were quote unquote suppressive persons. Basically people who bring you down. People who, who stop you from reaching this higher level. And okay. he actually deemed, along with psychiatrists, antisocial personalities are the most truly dangerous individuals in humanity. So we're at, me and you are dangerous. Oof. Uh, comparing them to Adolf Hitler, Genghis oh. Khan, murderers, and drug lords. Okay, I'm sorry. Those people had to socialize to get shit done. That's like the polar opposite of an antisocial personality. <laughs> so a, sci a Scientologist who communicates with people that the church has deemed a suppressive person runs the risk of being declared a potential trouble source. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, defectors who turn into critics of the movement like we mentioned, mm -hmm. are immediately declared suppressive purpose uh, persons, and members of Scientology are forbidden to talk to them anymore. So literally, if me and you were in the church, I'm like, I'm out. This is crazy. The church tells you, you can't talk to me or they will ruin you. Yep. Okay. Again, well, because it's about isolation. It's yep. about, yeah. And this goes into their, what they call fair game. Scientology uses the term fair game to describe policies and practices 
carried out against people that the church perceives as its enemies. Uh, Hubbard established the policies in the 1950s in response to criticism both within and outside its organization. Individual and groups who are fair game are judged to be a threat to the church and according to policy can be punished and harassed using any and all means possible. This is why they like they rallied so many people to infiltrate the government. They're basically saying like if we deem them a thing, they could theoretically go full cult and be like kill these people. Yeah. Which is why they are so dangerous. Yeah. Um. Again, talking about the my phone ring. Sorry. Uh, there's also um many cases where they conduct their own private investigations. Um, are you familiar with the term character assassination? Yes. They have been known to take legal actions against church's critics in the media, perform character assassinations, and conduct private investigations against people they want to ruin. So if, for people that don't know, though, character assassination is essentially when you you shit-talk someone to convince other people that they're not worth listening to. And this is why... And uh, you'll understand where I'm going. This is why Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Mm-hmm. Is it Matt Parker? It's, yeah, it's Matt Stone and Trey Parker. I always mix up their last names. The dudes who created South Park, why they are they're out there and they are weird. Why are they are two of my fucking idols? When they shot on Scientology, mm-hmm. Scientology literally sent, what was it? They said that they devoted their entire like network of these people to try to take those two down. Yeah. But the two of them are have, open about everything. Are open about everything and shit talk themselves so much that the Church of Scientology couldn't repu- ruin their reputation because yeah. literally they had nothing that could be ruined. Well, and that's part of why South Park is so successful is because like they know it that in order to essentially shit on all of these these things that people like or that they find stupid or whatever they have to be as completely open as possible too otherwise they are just as likely to get you know uh i I don't know the word but yeah i mean they to be attacked in that way yeah they they literally can't like it's it's insane so okay history of the church their beliefs okay okay we're going to talk about these OT levels. Okay? Okay. So, remember, you go in, you're an entry-level Scientologist. Mm-hmm. You hit the clear stage. Now, and this is after time and money has been invested, because this is what a lot of people don't know. Well, people know now, but a lot of people didn't know. To get into Scientology, every time you go do an audit, you have to pay. Mm-hmm. When you are studying for an audit, you have to buy their pre-approved textbooks. Like, there's so much money involved in this. Mm-hmm. And once you get to clear, the money involved only goes up. So, OT levels are part of the bridge, right? It's the, essentially the ranking system in Scientology. Mm-hmm. Someone at OT level 7 is higher in the church than someone at OT level 4. Um, so, the OT stands for Operating Thetan. Because the idea is okay. that you, you at that point, you realize you are a Thetan and, you know, yeah. yada, yada, yada. It's described in Scientology as a state of godliness. And they taught that they will have godlike control over matter, energy, space, and time. 
that messed thing I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier. He claimed that Thetans were tricked into following religions, which prevented them from using their own power to create and destroy universes. The church claims that the OT is not dependent on the universe, and Scientologists who are operating at operating Thetan at the OT levels claim they have control over their own lives and can go exterior from their bodies. They're like claiming that they can have like out of body experiences. Like astral projection kind of. While there are fifteen levels listed in Scientology teaching, the church only offers eight. So he's literally like, there's up to fifteen levels, but we only go up to eight right now. Like okay. it's literally keeping like spares in their back pocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh according to a former Scientologist and now critic of the church, uh Mike Rind- Rinder or Rinder. He basically said they've been promising new levels for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a way for church members to constantly donate or repeat courses that they've already taken in preparation. So they're well-versed so when that new level drops, they can advance as quick as possible. Because it's a status quo thing. Yep. Okay, so level one, OT1. This solo audited level, meaning... You pay them for the audit, you pay them for the books, and then you go and sit in a room by your fucking self. Yep. Okay. Is the first step a clear, a clear, what's what they call them, takes towards full OT abilities. And that first step is a fresh, casual, I'm going to say casual, OT viewpoint of the messed universe and other beings. As of 2013, the cost to advance this level was $2,800. Jesus. Level one. That's ridiculous. Yep. OT level two. By confronting hidden areas of one's existence, and this isn't a quote, by the way, by confronting hidden areas of one's existence on the whole track, vast amounts of energy and attention are released. Those on this solo audited level experience a re- level experience a resurgence of self-determination and native ability. OT two, OT two unlocks the fact the aberrative factors on the whole track that have allowed the Thetan to lose his innate freedom and ability and one's achieves the ability to confront the whole track. So the it's basically co- self reflection. Huh? But this self reflection in two thousand thirteen will cost you five thousand two hundred and twenty five dollars. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. OT level three. So we're already talking almost ten grand just for the first two levels. So let me be clear. The first two OT levels. Before this, you have all those sessions mm, to to attain clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I will try to find it. I found a breakout of prices, but I wasn't sure. It was like a scan sheet, but I wasn't oh, okay. sure if it was real or bullshit, which yeah. is why I'm not going uh, going too deep in the weeds with the prices. Yeah, I did find... Um, some stuff we'll talk about at the end. So OT level three, the wall of fire. This is the first one that has a, a name. Okay. Uh, Hubbard announced discovering an important breakthrough with the less. Okay. So remember I told you he, he founded the fleet of ships that found something in the ocean. Yeah. Um, basically he, this new like stuff he found and like they say material and they make it sound like it's like he actually found stuff in the ocean. It's not. He when they were out in the ocean, that they supposedly found something in the ocean that led him to writing new material. Okay. Okay. Uh 
basically he said that what he found it he found uh, is a means of erasing those mental factors that stand in the way of peace and toleration of mankind. So OT level three, the wall of fire, this solo audited level goes through what is called the wall of fire that surrounds a previously impenetrable whole track mystery. What they're talking about with this whole track and track and all that kind of... I don't fucking understand it. I'm just going to let you guys know that now. What perfe- it, I'm wondering if whole track is supposed to be like your life? I don't know. What prevents... What prevents a being from being himself? This level answers that question. Once complete, a being is free of the whole track overwhelmed that has trapped him. He Here he confronts and eradicates the fourth dynamic engram that has plagued this universe for millennia. The cost to move from two to three, eight thousand nine hundred ten dollars as of two thousand thirteen. Jesus. Okay. Uh, Church dogma regards OT three as a dangerous process, which can lead to pneumonia, the lack of sleep, or even death if not run correctly. Um. The first one was pneumonia. pneumonia. Oh, okay. Did I say it weird? It, the way it sounded in oh. my headset was like you said demonia. Oh, my like, bad. No, those are a type of shoes. <laughs> um, basically, there was also a uh, lawsuit where the defendant during the lawsuit revealed that they had signed a waiver. And the waiver said the church, the Scientology organization, its branches, members, and L. Ron Hubbard are not responsible that anything might happy to my bo- happen to my body or mind during OT3. Um, within OT3 is the secret doctrine of the church. Member must be invited to do it, and they signed a contract of secrecy. This is where they learn about the aliens. <laughs> but basically that one chick died, and they're like, yeah, we're going to have people sign a disclaimer saying that we're not responsible for anything that happens to them. Uh-huh. OT4, so from this point on, I don't have cost. Okay. Okay. But let's just point out, two to one to two, Cost doubled. Mm-hmm. 2800 to about 52 mm-hmm. From 2 to 3 52 to about 9 mm-hmm. so Just take a shot in the dark on how much this shit goes up. Okay? Yeah. OT4. OT drug rundown. This level handles the hidden problems and stops in a beans universe caused by the effects of drugs and poison on the whole track. This is the final polish that rids one, that rids one of any last vestige of the effects of drugs on the spirit ministered at advanced organizations or flag flag is where that lady died okay okay this can take approximately 12 and a half to 25 hours Damn. okay ot5 new era dianetics for ot's the second wall of fire consists of 26 separate rundowns and has been described as dealing with living lightning the very stuff of life itself this level addresses the last aspects of one's case that can prevent him from achieving total freedoms on all dynamics. An audited level ministered at advanced organization or flag 50-hour session. Okay. Well, it says approximately 50 hours. I said session. I don't know if this is all in one. I don't I think it's all say, in one go. I think all it's one spread. go or is it? Nope. Okay. OT6. The Hubbard Solo New Era Dianetics for OTs. This training, the training one receives before starting to solo audit on new... OT7 is so powerful that it actually constitutes an entire OT level. On solo... Oh, on solo, they say knots, but it's N-O-Ts. One is dealing with the complexities intended to crush one's true power and abilities as a Thetan. Solo knots 
auditor acquire a wide range of auditing skills to handle the vast phenomena that can occur in OT8, approximately three to four weeks with the new solo auditor course done. There's literally a level of, hey, prepare for the next level. Okay. Okay. Speaking of that, new OT7. The new OT7 one solo audits at home daily. This is a lengthy level, requiring a considerable amount of time to complete. It's the final pre-OT level. It culminates in the attainment of the state of cause over life. OT8, truth revealed. I, I feel like they sound like movie titles. <laughs> now it's personal. OT8, the highest level in Scientology, is offered only aboard the free winds. Again, the Scientology-owned cruise ship. Okay. This solo audited level addresses the primary cause of amnesia on the whole track and lets one see the truth, the truth of his own existence. I love the, how many of these are solo audited. Uh-huh. This is the fact, first actual OT level and brings about a resurgence of power and native abilities for himself. This may be done at flagship service organization. <laughs> so you get to the last one, they're like, this is actually the beginning. Like, it is like it really... insane, dude. Like, all of this. Um, okay. So, I found... This is a chart uh, where those numbers came from, the original mm-hmm. numbers. So, we talked about 1, 2, and 3. OT4. $8,100 per 12 hours. So, if it takes you longer than 12 hours, you're forking out cash. OT5. $9,300 Per 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Six, $9,600. $7,500. $8,000. $8, this is as of 2013. This okay. isn't including the books. This isn't including donations that mm-hmm. the church expects you to make. Yeah. This isn't like there is so much money involved in this. Which is why they own a fucking cruise ship. Like, mm-hmm. I let, like, my mouth fly off the rails a lot. Like, I, I cuss a lot. And my mom and dad have pointed that out to me. They're like, they're like you never used to cuss. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. This shit <laughs> pisses me off so fucking much. Because they are masquerading as a church. When it is a cult who is literally controlling people to destroy their own and other people's lives while the people in charge make a shitload Mm -hmm. of money off these. I'll call them it like it sounds horrible to say it this way off of these suckers who are just dumping money into all of this shit. Yeah, like it. It hurts like it hurt reading all this. It hurt going over all this. Um, I, I I'm, just, I'm both interested and also very confused. It, like, it's just, I, I don't understand. And obviously they, they pretty obviously prey on people who tend to have more money. That's what's weird, right? So much like a lot of other cults, a lot of other cults go for typically the downtrodden, people mm-hmm. looking to fit in. Yeah. Usually you look at like um Heaven's Gate, you look at uh Manson and his followers. Jonestown. You look at Jonestown, you look at all of those. 
they're typically people, they're like social outcasts. Yeah. Scientology is to the forefront. There are a shitload of celebrities involved in Scientology. Mm -hmm. A lot. Like, the easy go-tos are uh, Tom Cruise, John Travolta. Yeah. But there are so many. Like, I looked up a list. Well, what's funny is it seems like like a typical cult preys, like you said, on, on social outcasts, people that are looking for a place to belong. Scientology seems to prey on people that need the social status. You know what I mean? Like, they want to feed their own narcissism by paying into this program so that they have some arbitrary title as an OT or TO whatever like eight when it 100 percent is is like buying a product just for the name well so here's the thing right like um (laughs) going along with aliens like the one of the one of the book series i grew up loving was animorphs right Mm -hmm. Uh, the whole plot was like, aliens come to Earth, they're taking over. The Animorphs Act, there's actually a plot in the book where the aliens have a club called the Sharing. And, like, they kind of did a hybrid of what normal cults are doing and what Scientology is doing, where they kind of attract people who kind of want to fit in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they go after, like, high-ranking public figures, celebrities, because that will entice more people to join. Yeah. Right. Like and that's where Scientology, I think, is making its money is they had celebrities involved in these celebrities, like whether you like it or not, like because celebrities are at the forefront of daily life, they will persuade people politically, religiously. It will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what they're banking on. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole thing. Uh, ultimately. Uh, what I do love is that, depending on who you talk to, Scientology is a cult. Mm-hmm. It's a religion. I love, love, because they've put their foot in their mouth with this whole Xenu and space opera thing. Scientology is actually considered a UFO religion. Yeah. Uh, which is um, very, which we talked about in a past episode when we talked about Heaven's Gate. Mm-hmm. Heaven's Gate falls under a UFO religion. So what is Heaven's Gate? It was a fucking cult. It wasn't yeah. religion. It was a cult. Um, but yeah, so everything I said, as made up as it all sounds, is 100% true. That's what Scientologists believe. Uh, I think that's what scares the shit out of me. Oh, and they believe it. This most, isn't like... Is that it's not like... It's not like most religions where you like... And I always go to Christianity, and that's not me taking a shot at Christianity. It's just the most fucking widespread religion, mm-hmm. right? So go to Christianity, right? You have people that, like, believe Christianity. Yeah. Like, Bible is literal. Like, they follow it to a T. Yeah. Then you have people that are like, yeah, I'm Christian, but I'm kind of agnostic. You know, I'm, I'm not sure what's or going like on. Or, like, you're but... just kind of, like, you you, uh, you, uh, you take from it what you feel you want to follow, basically. Yeah. Like, and most religions are like that, right? Yeah. Like, you have the extremes. And, and then, then you, you have, have the more lax. Why this feels cult status is it's it feels like everybody, everybody is, is required to be extreme. Yes. Everyone is required to fully buy into this shit. It's not mm-hmm. like you don't dip your toe into Scientology. No, you straight up um, dive head first. 
and they and they and into it's, the into the shallow end and crack it, it, your head open and it really <laughs> sucks because i could see how like the early auditing meetings where you go and you sit down and you talk about your problems could have been therapeutic it's basic psychology you're you're it's basic therapy you're talking mm-hmm. about what you feel by talking about it, you bring it out, you let it out, you're not emotionally stewing on it, it will make you feel better to talk it's, shit out. It was literally a group therapy session. Yeah. And then what happens is because these people feel good, they pour money in to go to one more session. And then what would you know it? All of a sudden, hey, guess what? You've reached spiritual enlightenment. You're a clear. Here's mm-hmm. OT level one. $2,200, please. Yeah. It's like, oh, you don't want to pay the $2,200? We have all this shit about you. We could ruin your life. Mm-hmm. Like, it is insane how and it's it's insane how criminal this shit is yeah are you okay yeah uh there's a lot more i could have gone into i didn't want to spend too much time like there is i say this is something you you but like both of us could could easily talk about for hours on end yeah um I wanted to spend a lot of time on the whole Xenu space opera alien thing, but I didn't want to go too deep because it is... You might have to make it a three-part thing. <laughs> dude, it is insane. Yeah. Um, but that's like I said. If you're if you're really interested in it, um, we'll post the link to the South Park skit where they, they talk about this because yeah. it is... It's good. I actually really enjoy it, and that's what made me realize how batshit insane Scientology is. And it's weird, because like, this is like the second episode I've done, where I'm like, I'm going to do an episode on this, and a documentary pops up. Like, Yeah. I did the episode on Action Park, and then all of a sudden there was the HBO documentary on Action Park, which we <laughs> yes. just watched last night. Uh-huh. And if you haven't watched it... It's really good. It's actually really good. Really well done, really informal. Uh, but a good kind of informal. Like a good kind of informal. Where they're still giving you like good information. It's good information, but it's very... um. The people they're talking about are people that used to work there, and they pull no punches. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do Scientology," and boom, uh, the Leah Remini, the Leah Remini thing is on Netflix now. So yeah. if you're interested in this, watch that and learn how fucking insane this is because mm-hmm. it is nutty. But anyway, that was Scientology. Okay. Well, I enjoyed it. I'm. I feel like I've got more questions than uh, answers, but. It's probably something that we'll discuss in another podcast sometime in well, the future, somewhere. Do you have questions you want to talk about on here, or is it just more of a you're fucking baffled? That. It's it's the it's the fucking baffled. Oh. Um, I am a little curious, though. I don't know if there is a straight answer. So, the guy that created it. Hubbard. Hubbard. Yes. Dies. Yes. What's-his-face takes over. Yes. How was that decided? That uh, he would be he the was... one? From what I understood, he was the second highest ranking person in the church. Okay. I am almost positive on that. I didn't know if it was like, he was kind of like, I think this guy is going to do the best. So when I die, he is the one that takes over. Or... No, he... Uh... He was named chairman of the board of everything and that's the other thing I'm, I'm you thank you you started me on another rant if your church has a fucking chairman of the board you're not a goddamn church yeah yeah it's it's a, a mockery to other religions that 
it's called the Church of Scientology. Oh yeah, because it's not. No. It's it's literally a money making scam and a cult. There, I said it. Um, and yes, to answer your question from earlier, he is the dude who whose wife hasn't been seen in a while, and a lot of people yeah. are saying he killed his wife, mm-hmm. and like they're like, no, she's okay. Um, but yeah, no, he is the the new head of it, and it said that the chairman named him, they named him chairman of the board. Okay. So wh- how I look at it was that uh, he was being groomed to take over, yeah. and then when Hubbard died, it was kind of no question on who mm-hmm. was going to take over. Okay. So, yeah, that was Scientology. It was uh, a doozy. <laughs> Just a little bit. So, if you enjoyed it, uh, let us know. If I give you a headache, let us know, because I have one now, too. <laughs> so, but um, next week is a Lindsay episode. Uh-huh. Don't think she knows what she's doing, or if she does, I don't know. Nope. Um, but it'll be it... interesting because your parents will probably be here when we record. Oh shit! <laughs> so we're just gonna let I'm gonna throw this out there now. We don't know for sure what the plan is. Yeah. Um, after Thanksgiving, I have to uh, go on a work trip for two weeks. Yeah. And we don't know what the plan is in terms of releasing episodes. We might try to record double in the next two weeks mm-hmm. to try to make up for the That way week. I can release it while you're... Yeah, because I can schedule them to upload and you do all the social media stuff. Yeah. Um, But if we do have a week or two where we miss episodes... We'll get back on it as soon as you're back from Seer. Yes, but Lindsay will make sure to post on social media, letting you know whether there's an episode that week. Because if all of a sudden we just stop posting episodes, they're going to really think Scientology schwacked us. (laughs) No doubt. Um, But anyway, so stay tuned for that. Let us know what you thought of this week. Um, Mm -hmm. You know the drill. Social media, dynano.simplecast.com. All of our links are there. Or dynetoknowcast at gmail.com. Yep. Other than that, uh, I think we out this bitch. Yeah. All All right. right. Okay, love you. you. Bye.